like there are many things that I know that people love to get back. It's like not zero corpses anymore because you can buy them anywhere. But like you know the chocolate sprinkles that we have and stuff. 하 a 슬 a are sprinkles that people in the Netherlands have on their bread for breakfast. The chocolate h a h a s l a milk, white, dark, are the most popular, but they come in many flavors: vanilla, fruit, licorice, anise seed. It is said that the Dutch consume over 14 million kilos of h a h a s l a each year. That's the weight of 87,000 lions. The national animal of the Netherlands, or 600 houseboats, of which Amsterdam has over 3,000. But that's not what Birhee wanted me to bring back for her. I would probably ask for this specific type of alcohol, which is like a herbal liquor, which is very, very lovely, and it's called Schobelaar. You can only get it in the Netherlands, where every area around a town has its own liquor. And Strobelair is the liquor produced by Tilburg, a town in the area where she's from. No, you can't get it here, um, and it's it's beautiful, beautiful. Uh, but the massive bottle is like really heavy and like like stone bottle. This is to bring back. I'm Sharice Poon. In each episode, I make an attempt. To find the thing someone wants from their hometown, in order to better understand place, movement, and the sense of belonging. I arrive by train in Amsterdam and am unable to exit the train station. The woman at the information desk gives me a business card-sized slip of paper that reads, "You can open the gates in Dutch railway stations using this key card," next to a QR code. This works, and I'm off to find a liquor store. Two hours later, I don't notice the key card falling out of my coat pocket as I take my phone out. Not until a man approaches me, holding out the pass and saying, "Is this possibly yours?" In a city where I have no sense of belonging, to be asked whether anything is mine feels as though the answer has to be no. But actually, yes, there are three things here that are mine: two that are indisputably mine, the key card. Returned to me, and the letter Jules, my collaborator who's in London researching at a distance, sent in advance via post restant to the post NL on single 250 Sue, awaiting my pickup. And one thing I am anticipating to be in possession of soon: the bottle of Strobelair. I can't seem to find a liquor store, so I step into the American Book Center, an independent English language bookstore. Despite its name, which seems like an indictment on my identity in this city, the store has been established here for close to 50 years. I find a tourist guidebook for drinking in Amsterdam called "Wish You Were Beer" and copy out a couple names of shops. On Google Maps, 
Sterk Amsterdam on De Klerkstraat 7 is described as a cold-cut deli, and on Facebook it is described as multi-cuisine, both descriptions of which are misleading. What it is, is a store a block long that simultaneously feels homey and cozy while having shelves and shelves of bottled alcohol. More than I could ever read about and make an informed decision on. Luckily, I don't have to, because I'm on a mission. I would probably ask for this specific type of alcohol, which is like a herbal liquor, which is very, very lovely. And it's called Schobelair. The kind staff inside bend their heads towards me and patiently identify my needs. Someone points to a door leading to another room where the hard liquor is stored. There, an older gentleman takes down two bottles of different types of strobler off the top shelf behind the cashier. It's a jetje. It's from the north. It's the island. You know, uh, Tessel. No, I don't know. You have in Holland. You have this. You have four islands. Okay. And the, it's this Holland. You have here yeah. one, two, three. Okay. And the big island is Tessel. There have the jetje. It's, it's a little bit similar. I quickly message Birhi images of the bottles. While I'm waiting to hear from her, he tells me that one of these bottles, the other one, not from Tessel, the heavy orange-brown stone bottle with the illustration of a wool carding worker, is the last in stock because the alcohol is very popular. This one is a sweet taste, mm-hmm. and, it's, and we in Holland drink this when you have tea or coffee, yeah. and then one small pot, and then this is the last one, eh? Ah. And I don't know, I think this is coming tomorrow or Wednesday. Do a lot of people buy it? A lot of people. They drink it and they like it. And, and why? It's sweet taste on it. Yeah. That's what people like. Not yeah. too strong, it's, it's, it's nice. Beerheat response. Top one, haha. Schrobeler. Mission seceded. Perfect. As I'm paying, I mention I've never tried it before. He responds. All right, well, I've never had it. So then when I bring it to her, hopefully she will give me some. Yeah, sometimes she must do it. Yeah, sometimes, and it's nice. It's, it's, it's sweet taste on it. And if you have a cup of coffee and next to it, like this, and then, oh. The next morning, I pick up my letter from Jules and use my key card, which I've discovered is all-powerful in its ability to open Dutch railway station gates in perpetuity to go to Tilburg. She's sent me a postcard, she wrote. Postcard from Peckham. So, this one has been very interesting research. It was hard to settle on a poem. There's something in the connection between Tilburg where the liquor is distilled history of home bar, name of product, etc. And Canvey Island on the Thames Estuary, which is the most English place in the UK, 70% voted leave, and it was made by Dutch engineers who reclaimed the land. Over to you, Jules. Schrobeler means wool carter, 
and the liquor's name comes from the inventor Jan Wassing, making and serving the herbal mixture in his home distillery in Tilburg at his wool carding shop. Though Wassing invented Schrobeler fairly recently, in 1973, the stone bottle the liquor comes in is a reference to the 17th and 18th century history of the city, when the people of Tilburg collected their urine in stone jugs to sell to local wool manufacturers for their use as a scouring solvent for sheared wool. There is a half-in-jest and all-in-love nickname for Tilburg, Jugtown, and a nickname for its citizens, Jug Pissers. To the Jug Pissers, Schrobeler is hometown pride, distilled and bottled. So much so that there's this song about the drink and Tilburg. And people from the area will take a bottle of Schrobeler with them to parties, just in case. Canvey Island in Essex, England, which Jules wrote about, also has a bit of 17th century Dutch-related history. Canvey Island, an 18-square-kilometer piece of land on the Thames estuary, lies entirely under sea level. It was uninhabitable until 1623, when Canvey's English landowners began a project to reclaim the land, build dikes, and raise seawalls. The project was managed and executed by 300 skilled Dutch engineers and workers in exchange for land. Fast forward to 2016, when the island, which has a higher proportion of white residents and a lower proportion of foreign-born residents than the rest of England, voted 70% leave in the 2016 Brexit referendum. In an article published on the Deutsche Welle website by Morgan Meeker, Canvey resident Collins says, For the people I know who voted leave, immigration is not high on the agenda. Personally, I don't like bureaucrats in other countries telling us what to do. We can remember when we were self-governing. We've always controlled ourselves. We've managed fine. And I get that. I also don't like feeling as if control has been taken away from me. The residents of Canvey Island are just as proud as the residents of Tilburg of where they're from. It's a tight-knit community full of hometown pride. There is this difference, I see. 
The closeness of the Canvey Island community resulted in this desire to keep to themselves, to be wholly self-sufficient, to ask for help only on their own terms, when unmanageable outside powers like the sea flooding in forces them to. And then there's hometown pride, distilled and bottled, to be shared in celebration. A liquor that encourages voluntarily giving up control together to better face the unforeseeable future. This episode was written and produced by me, Sharice Poon. Music and audio from Blue Dot Sessions, Broke for Free, Hus May Woos, and Juliet Sprake. Thank you to Beer Heat for speaking to me, and thank you to Juliet Sprake for collaborative research work. In the next episode, I look for 7-inch records in Munich, Germany, for Yoen. <laughs>